Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens. When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. So it's been a week since the last episode has aired. How are you feeling right now, Lamont? Um, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm pretty excited to get into another episode and see what we're going to talk about this week. I know. So I do have a question of the week. Okay. And I think this is a fun, cute question. What is your favorite breakfast food? Hmm. I would say my favorite breakfast food would be French toast. Mmm, sweet. Yeah. It would be French toast over medium eggs. Is there a certain sweetness you like with your French toast? Actually, I can go just, if it's already kind of made just right, I kind of don't even need anything else on it, to be honest. But I like bananas, like sliced bananas with it. I think it's really good. Interesting. And for those who are not familiar with French toast, we describe it? Uh, Yes, let me, let me pull that up so I can give like a proper description of oh, French toast. The proper definition. While he's pulling that up, I'll, uh, I think my favorite breakfast food, yikes, that's a hard <laughs> one. It's probably, if I want to be very specific, it is Waffle House double order of hash brown smothered and covered. Like, that's my favorite <laughs> breakfast food of all times. I love it. It's specifically a double order of hash brown smothered and covered. Supposed to need a definition for that. Hash brown is shredded to, to potato. A smothered, smothered is with onions and covered is with cheap A American cheese, all on a greasy, greasy, greasy stove top. So mm. you know your arteries clog at least a, milli, a millimeter, but I mean maybe not a millimeter, probably did. But there, I'm sure <laughs> there is no blockage. But it, it that's my favorite food. Like, I'm like, let me, let me get that. Okay, so how would you specifically describe a French toast? The proper definition I found is French toast is a dish made of sliced bread soaked in beaten eggs and typically milk, then pan fried. Funny enough, alternative names and variants include eggy bread, Bombay toast, and poor nights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. I would have just said it was bread that was uh, dipped in eggs, maybe a little cinnamon, maybe some nutmeg or something like that of that nature. So, See, I know somebody probably heard one of those definitions like, oh, you're just talking about eggy bread. Why yeah. didn't you say so? <laughs> what? Why didn't you just say eggy bread? Right. Because that's the first time me and Lamont have ever heard eggy bread. I'm just, I'm looking at the assumption. Or poor uh, nights. Uh, there you go. So very interesting. So yeah, that's my my little short question of the week. What's your favorite breakfast food? Let us know. Send us a message at picktruthmail at post.com and tell us your favorite breakfast food. And if you're listening, just do us a favor. Can you please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe? 
it really, really does help us. And tell us what your favorite breakfast food is in the uh, the review. That's all you have to say. Pancakes, sausage, burnt bacon, crispy bacon, something of that nature. It would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, even if it's just orange juice, it doesn't matter. Just whatever you put in there, we appreciate it. And yeah, well, that would assume that it's a five star. Just going to put that out there in the streets. Yeah, but if it's not, no, really, if there's opportunities for us to improve, let us know. Send us an email at picktruthmail at post.com. I'm trying to see how many times I can try to <laughs> organically, naturally throw that in there. But uh, I'm ready for my first truth. Is this one is not off the rails. So, you know, I'm going to be well behaved on this episode of Pick Truth. We'll see. Okay. This pick, this is titled, I've been stealing and pawning my grandma's jewelry, jewelry for months. My mom's her primary caretaker. But I come over to help out every now and then so that she can take some days off. I don't know why I started doing it, but a few months ago, I started stealing things, just small things, nothing valuable. No one noticed. So I started taking bigger things I could pawn. Again, no one noticed. My mom's too overworked to keep up with things, and my grandma's barely lucid most of the time. So eventually, I moved up to more valuable things, like her jewelry, rings, necklaces, earrings, and etc. Only a little bit at a time, not enough for it to be noticeable. I usually sell them to the pawn shop in the next town over. It's a good side hustle. I've made about 6000 so far. And it doesn't really hurt anyone. They don't even notice. I feel like it's only fair that I get something for taking care of her. Changing adult diapers isn't exactly fun. I don't really feel guilty, but I did want to get it off my chest. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. I'm, I'm slightly kidding, but nah, man, that's messed up. Like someone necessarily being in their in a clear state of mind to understand that you're doing them wrong does not indicate whether it's right or wrong. Wrong is still wrong. That's still stealing. And the fact that you are looking at it from the point of view to say, because you're helping, you deserve this. I, I don't understand that train of thought. Like if you feel like helping is that much of an issue, then just don't help. If it results in you begrudgingly helping, I guarantee you're probably not doing it to the best of your abilities. You're probably lapsing on certain things. And on top of that, you're just taking stuff that you have no clue what the value is because you said no one really notices. You could be stealing family heirlooms. Not to mention this is your grandmother. I just don't see what the reason would be to go to this level. And clearly you feel some type of way about it. You're going the next town over to sell it. So it's not like you're just looking at it from the point of view of saying I'm justified. You're literally going out of your way in a literal sense to do this. So to me, this is a reaper just because I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's something you got to take to your grave because like I said, you don't know your mother may find out and you may be stealing something that was handed down from generation to generation it may just have sentimental value and just in general, stealing from your grandmother and knowing that she's not in her right state of mind and that your mom is overworked. It's just wrong on all sides, in my opinion. Very, very interesting observation. 
one of the things that I noticed when I was reading it that I really didn't like, or it was that justification at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were doing the right thing, you wouldn't have to hide it. Right. But to your point, you know, your your grandmother's going to pass. If there are other siblings, they're going to look for this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to assume your mother stole it. Mm. If there are siblings, but if it's just her, she will notice one day. She will be able to be still one day and look for that brooch or that ring that used to belong to whomever. You know what you're doing isn't okay. Otherwise, you could say, hey, can I have this toaster since I changed an adult diaper? Or can I have this? And see, now I'm in a conundrum. Mm. Again, this is interesting from a self-preservation standpoint. I hope I'm saying that word right. From that standpoint, it's a reaper. Don't tell nobody. Mm. Don't tell because that's trifling. If you would steal from your mother and grandmother and justify it, you would probably steal from me. That's what I'm going to assume. And maybe that's an incorrect assumption. And you never made an agreement that's stealing from your mom and grandmama means you were steal from me. But if you ain't got no sacred, like if you were steal from the, and like you don't sound like a child. Right. You know what I'm saying? You sound like an adult. Yeah, I think you'd steal from me. See, mm. that's who you don't want in your house. You don't want the person <laughs> that's going to steal your stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you don't have to worry about stealing your man from the last episode, but that's even here on there. <laughs> just bringing up old stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah, this was a tough one because if you did nothing wrong, it's a bell pepper. If you feel like this is appropriate behavior, and go tell your mama you did it. Yeah. Go tell her, I helped out on Tuesday. So I took that wristwatch from grandpa. But if you're a normal human being trying to operate with other human beings in a society that has some level of culture, regardless of who told you it, you are dead a wrong. Take that to your deathbed. Don't tell nobody else. Mm. You don't even sound shame. Like you should feel a little guilt that your your grave's not lucid. Your mama's working. I'm going to take his laptop. Yep. They don't even notice it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's the amen. Another thing, it sounds real druggy. It sounds like real messy behavior. It <laughs> sounds real messy. Are you coining that right now? Real messy? It, okay. it does sound messy. It does. You started with little things. I bet you little things with batteries. You started still with batteries <laughs> and try to get a little change. Kept working your way up little to little. I started stealing jewelry. Mm. First of all, maybe you are on something because you start with a jewelry first. Like, who steals a big ass microwave, then a jewelry, then a, a ring? Like, no, start with small shit. You sneak it out real easy. And I'm just making it up. I don't know what he stole other than jewelry, as he said. But mm. I'm just saying, uh. Right, get your stuff in order. He cannot spend the night. It, see, now he was around the corner and it was an ice storm. Mm. Nah, you steal from your mama. We're letting that snow squall get his ass. You still for your mama and your granny. You can't even come in. Like, yeah. Yeah. Deserve all that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is our dog. Where's his bow? You know, he's coming. You know who he's on his way. Mm. So what truth do you have for us this week? All right. I have a long one here, but it is titled, 
I hang up on rude customers and pretend to have bad Wi-Fi. I work for a cell phone service provider as a customer service rep. For the most part, I absolutely love my job. I help customers out day in and day out. I work from home and I take calls all day. Often people call in really upset. I am very good at calming them down and getting them to allow me to help them. I have great reviews from customers, great numbers, and always have great performance reviews. Sometimes, though, I get a horrible customer who is verbally abusive and disgustingly entitled. They'll say horrible things about me as a person and use combative language. Oftentimes, these people are older and mostly male. I'd hate to use the term boomer, but if the glove fits. I'll do everything I can to get the customer to calm the hell down. Abusing me is not helping anyone. But if they continue, I just unplug my router. Uh-oh, we got disconnected. Then I plug it back in, allow it to reconnect, and make a half-assed attempt to call them back. I allow the phone to ring exactly once before hanging up and noting the account that I called and there was no answer. Often, they don't call back. If they do, they have to wait on hold for 45 minutes to talk to another rep. It gives me sick pleasure when I see that they called back. During the whole time, they have time to calm down enough to treat the human on the other line as an actual human being, not as a punching bag. I'm not trying to justify that what I do is right, but definitely treat reps with respect. We are humans with feelings and are genuinely trying to help. My job is not to allow jerks to wear their asses like a hat. Interesting. And I see this from all different little lenses. From an employer's perspective, it's a reaper. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that you're intentionally providing poor customer service. And insane is because of the technology. Don't do that because it'll just mess up everyone's ability to work from home. Because, you know, everyone will always blame it on technology and eventually you'll come back in. Just from a, that's a brief word from that perspective. From a customer perspective, odd enough to think it's a bell pepper. That's what, that's what you get. I wish you could just openly, like, oh, click. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, want, I wish you could make the click sound so you could hear them be mad. Like, you know, like you can hang up and then you hear them be mad. Then like, ah, oh, you hung up with me. Like, ah, uh, but you don't get to hear that satisfaction because you've already hung up. Mm. Um, I've never worked in a call center. God bless all those that have. It does not seem like it's one of those things where emotional maturity on the, the part of the customer is a paramount. I'm not, I'm sure not everyone's a jerk. But I ain't mad at you. So, it's so, okay, so now that's the, I guess that's the customer that's like me. But Reaper from the employer's perspective, from the customer, it's the bell pepper. It was what you get. And as a um, a team member, like somebody else that's on the team, I'm calling the bell pepper as well. Because you just call, Lamont got the call, Lamont like, oopsie. And, and they're right. Either they're going to be angrier or they're going to listen. And it, oops, I did it again. That would be funny. Uh, I see how like that reference. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's a good one. But that's what you, that you, man, you put. You get back what you put out. Because I, God bless. Listen, I just said bless all the doctors and nurses and and the techs and everyone that's you know the dentist and everyone else. All of you, thank you. But these retail workers never stopped. They were critical. They were absolutely critical to everything. And people are crazy. 
people want to like be harsh and harmful and all of these things when it's so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Yeah, so shout out to the retail workers. Thank y'all. Shoot. And especially my homies at my favorite warehouse club, but y'all don't ever pay for advertisements. So yeah, that's never going to be said. But I love y'all. I love y'all strawberries. I'll be there on Saturday. I'm every there every week getting fresh. Y'all my homies. Shout out. Love y'all. Be nice to your waitresses and waiters. Tip them. Dang on it. And can we please create a society where they get actually paid a livable wage so we don't have to tip? Whoa, imagine that. I'll I gladly pay an extra dollar so somebody can have fucking lights on. But that's neither here nor there. So, Lamont, what do you rate this trip? As someone who has been in a call center before or something akin to a call center dealing with customers, for me, it's a bell pepper. I get from an employer standpoint that it's, you know, something that you would probably say is a reaper because they do look at it from the point of view of good customer service. Um, for me, if I've ever, I have had instances where I have had customers um, attempt to be disrespectful. For me at that point, I normally, instead of disconnecting or something of that nature, I normally will get quiet and allow them to spew out whatever they have. And at that point, I will let them know, while I am here to help you, I am not here to be demeaned. And more often than not, most customers that I've had instances with at that point, by the end of the call, usually are apologizing and we are normally able to resolve their issues. To me, I think there's a there's a very fine line in what I'm supposed to deal with in regards to you trying to deal with getting something done as far as a customer. I understand a lot of customers are frustrated. Uh, it could be an issue. And I've, I've actually dealt with uh, logistics and transportation especially in my customer in my line of work. So I understand that a lot of these customers are dealing with wanting to get items in a timely manner, or they may feel like something is delaying their processes. And a lot of those instances, um, ironically have been actually from their end are from their uh, origin shippers in. And when that occurs, um, I understand as the middleman for the company, it kind of is viewed as we have it. So we should be able to fix that. But at that point, I am here to help you. So if you can come to me, and I'm not saying you have to come at me with some, you know, oh, sir, gracious, sir, please help us type thing. But just understand that you allowing me to do my job in a proper manner allows us to both get what we need out of this. I want you off my phone as much as you want your, your item or your food or whatever it may be. So if we work together in this moment, we can get it done. So for me, it's a it's a bell pepper because if this person feels like that's how they got to do it and based on everything else they said, they get excellent reviews and they normally have proper customer service with other customers. Maybe I still feel like they might want to work on a different way to resolve it because when you mentioned the work from home thing, especially in COVID right now, that's a pretty big deal that a lot of employers are getting the benefit of working from home and you don't want to risk that because customers are allowing you, are getting you to a point where you are letting yourself, you know, potentially lose something that is beneficial to you and yours. And I wonder, depending on how bad things get, if people start using vulgar language, I know that some people can, some call centers, a lot of people say, I, I do not allow you to talk to me that way or this verbal abuse, so I'm going to disconnect this call. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I wonder if they're just one step above, you know, like they've got to do something else. Like, you know, it's, 
they're yelling and screaming, but they haven't done an expletive in such a way that it, it right. allows you to say the get the beep off my phone, click up. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can see it being a bell pepper. I can see people, people are crazy. Yes. You know, people are crazy. And I think about my own behavior when I'm out and doing stuff, you know, at dinner, I came with them last month on my birthday grocery store, wherever I go. And I'm so overly polite to who those that service me mm-hmm. or that sounds kind of <laughs> nefarious, but it's, it, but really those that are in the service industry, I'm overly polite because right. it has nothing to do with anything other than human decency. There's another human being. How about I treat this other human being decently? And here's right. a trick. Um, this is my favorite trick. And tip and it's free. If you walked around, treat everybody like you that you will work for them one day. Mm. That's how I treat most people. That I'm mm. gonna work for you one day. I'm always trying to be helpful. I'm always trying to be uh, resourceful. I'm always listening and paying attention because I may be working for you one day. Like just that that is how I treat everyone everyone like how are you doing how are you doing to that well, i've been i try to when i meet people who I, their names are are not phonetically correct they, i ask them how do you phonetically pronounce your name and i write down the phonetic pronunciation and they'll be like oh but don't worry you could no if i can learn all these other names i can learn your name i may make mistakes please correct me until i get it right yeah Everybody who has a name that is not one that I'm used to seeing, that it's not, uh, like I said, phonetically written out. And, and all of that all goes back to treating people like you'll need something from them one day. And I, and, it, and, and maybe that's a effed up way to think and, and operate or whatever. That's fine. That I didn't make an agreement. Then my thought process would be your thought process. Right. And, and, I treat people that way so I don't ever get in the habit of becoming elitist. It's mm. easy. A PhD and a husband with a PhD and being a senior level, you can get real elitist real quick because you think that you've done something because people telling you that you've done something and it is something that is to be admired. But for me, I, I intentionally treat like people like, I'm going to be working for you one day. That is it. Everybody. And you will be surprised how people respond to you. When And, and again, I'm, I'm not an ass kisser. You can ask people I've always worked for. I've always told the truth. Uh, I'm just going to be plain and is what it is. Um, honestly, I didn't learn early in my career to be reverent to superiority. So I never was. I always saw everyone as my my peer to some degree. Yeah. Like I knew there was hierarchy, but I didn't change the way I showed up when someone else was in the room. And I don't do that now. And it's 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 I didn't even and I never even caught on that people used to do that. Like, why are you saying that now? And I'm like, because so-and-so's in the room, who cares? Right. Let's just tell you know, like let's just tell the truth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all that to say, that was your tip for the day. It is treat every and just watch how different. Watch how different 
your approach is. Watch how differently you talk to people when they're going to be the person that kind of has the trajectory of your life. And the, the funny thing is, people think about that in the context of your career. Like, you'll be working for me one day. I don't. I think that the, that's a myopic thought process. Career-wise, it's very unlikely the janitor will be my boss one day. It's unlikely. I'm just, just because I'd probably be retired by the time you get out there. That is the truth of the matter. But I may need that janitor for any number of reasons. Yeah. I, I, sir, you tell me what I need to do to get this right. You know, I'm gonna, I am deferring all to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are my boss in that context. You are telling me what I need to do, how I need to move forward, whatever that case may be. I think that about everyone. I think that you've learned something for everyone. Everyone has some type of value, unless you're a piece of shit, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I just have a different mindset. I mean, I wish everyone else could just start treating people that way. So I think it's sound people. logic. I say, I think that's sound logic. I mean, like you said, the, even the way you said it, I think worked very well, even the janitor reference. If Imagine if you were leaving one day for work and you had somehow lost your keys. And the janitor was the only person who could assist you. And you treated them very rudely. And you were very curt with them. And they just completely dismissed you. Now, at that point, you were very much so in need. Imagine if you were, like you, that same instance, you're outside and you can't get in. You can't access it. It's winter. It's cold. And this person could just, oh, I never saw them. Because you treated them like garbage. You, it's, it's not treating someone like they're above you. It's treating them with respect. Mm-hmm. And understanding that everyone has value, even even the even the scum of the earth have some value because they can teach you things maybe you should not do. So it's it's not like you said, it's not about kissing ass or making someone feel like they're holier than thou or greater than you. It's just giving them the respect that they deserve, even even with children. I mean, we do it in the, in the crew. We have we have kids in the group who have opinions and thoughts and we you know, we've all taken things from them even with them being people that we have to steward in this life. So I agree with you. Yeah. So folks, just try it. Just try for a week, try for a week and just see how differently people show up and like, see how differently you show up. You know, most of the time we walk around this world, like we don't need anything from anyone. And in some cases that's true. So in, in most cases it's true. Because we're so created to be these independent, siloed little colonies within ourselves. Hmm. But if you started treating people as if they mattered, as that's it's not that hard. You just see people. Hmm. See, man, you probably see the same people in your house. Hmm. Go look at people, look at them, see them, act like you know. Act like, act like your life depended on them. Because mm. you don't know when it really will. And you reap what you sow. Mm. Even uh, You reap what you sow. You, I really do believe that you pull in what you, what you ruminate on. You get what you believe. And so, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me all off on the tangent. Let me, let me go find my way back home. All the way back home. Go, go, girl, with your uh, with your bad stuff hanging up on people. I wish you could hang up on people in person for all my 
face-to-face retailers. Y'all, I love y'all. You got that would be up. too funny. That would be Man, too funny. Man, could you... And they just disappeared. Like, oh, you're back in your car. Hmm. Try oh, again. Did I actually hit the get the hell out of my face button? I didn't. Sorry. Heck no. Oh, how much is that get the hell out of my face button? I'm gonna get every one of those. All right, y'all. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Big truth. It went by really, really quickly. If you have your own truth that you like to share, you can anonymously send us your truth at bigtruthmail at post.com. Or if you uh, want to be on the show, if you're interested in reading the truth and talking with Lamont and myself, uh, you can also mail us at, in the, uh, at picktruthmailpost.com in the subject line put on the ones. That way we know that you want to be on the ones episode. The next one coming up is episode 51. So we have some uh, feelers out. So it'll be interesting to see who would like to come on the show and, and uh, have a little bit of fun with us. Well, Mark, you got anything? Yeah. As far as the question of the week, we're going to try to put those up on the Facebook group and on the Facebook page. If you have any response, we'd love to hear them. And if you have any suggestions for questions you might want us to ask on the show for us to discuss, we will pull them from there as well. So if you guys got any, send them to us and we'll use them. As long as they're not crazy, make sure you're not asking us which animal would we offer something weird like that. Yeah, and it's not going to be hamsters. They've already had a tough time on this uh, show. Yes. So it won't be hamsters. We love the hamsters. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm going to say about that. All right, guys. Catch you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat.